The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey there, everybody. It's me. Jake Mintz, alongside Jordan Schusterman, slightly different intro today because this is a slightly different type of episode. Yes, it is. Uh, we wanted to deliver some hashtag content over the holiday week, uh, of course, between Christmas and, and Hanukkah and, and New Year's when it's normally quiet time, but we wanted to deliver something and we are very fortunate to be joined on this episode uh, by a very special guest, someone who is was in the news last week. Carlos Rodon, uh, not exciting. We didn't get Correa. I'm sorry. We only got Carlos Rodon. Uh, but fortunately, uh, this is someone that we've been been lucky enough to to be friendly with for back to his time at NC State. And so he was uh, nice enough to join us on the day after his press conference with the Yankees and kind of review, uh, you know, one of the biggest days of his life. And a big thank you to Carlos because he did not get home uh, to his spot in Indiana until very late on Thursday night because of weather delays and whatever. And he still woke up early in the morning, and hopped on his uh, bunker man cave video set up to chat with us. And we are thankful for that. We believe, uh, you know, we've known Carlos, like Jordan said, for a long, long time. And we hope that that comes through in our interview. He is a shy cat, but we think we got him to open up a little bit. Yankees fans, we hope you enjoy. Baseball fans, we hope you enjoy. North Carolina State fans, there's some stuff in there for you as well. Let us know how you like it. Remember, you can email us at baseballbarbacast, B-A-R-B-Cast at gmail.com. And we will have one more episode coming out later this week. But until then, enjoy this. Us and Carlos Rodon. Hello and welcome to Baseball Barbacast, the only baseball podcast in the world about to talk to the most clean-shaven man in the entire state of Indiana. I'm Jake Mintz, that's Jordan Schusterman, and we are joined by the baby-faced woodsman, the left-handed pitcher from Miami, but not really, Carlos <laughs> Rodon, the newest Yankee. Hello, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be a part of the Barbacast again. You know, it's a good place to start because, uh, Carlos, it's been almost eight years, more than eight years since we last had you on the podcast. We last talked to you to talk about the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest uh, yes. in 2014. Um, what's been going on? Anything going on since then? I mean, I feel like we should probably catch up. Are you, yeah, what cool? have you been up to? You good, man? Well, I mean, there's been seven Nathan Hot Dogs Eating Contests <laughs> since then, so there's obviously a lot to talk about. But also oh. not. I believe that Joey <laughs> Chestnut won all of them. Oh, I probably did. Whatever yeah. happened to Kobayashi, man? Yeah, Kobayashi kind of fell off. Well, and while while your career has had a lot of ups and downs, Joey Chestnut has remained champion yeah. the whole time. <laughs> a way better career. A Hall of Fame outlook for Joey. Still, <laughs> still, he's still he's still going. Uh, yeah. But Carlos, we we are are having to be joined uh, here by you today. To, to talk uh, one day after what I imagine was one of the longest days of your life, I in a good way, uh, but one uh, where you woke up uh, in New York City and were introduced as a New York Yankee and ended yeah. in your rural home in Indiana after some complicated travel uh, mishaps, which maybe we can get into. But let's start at the beginning. Like yesterday was was one of the biggest days, of course, of your life and, and career. So so let's go beat by beat because, you know, the average fan tunes in. They're like, oh, there's Carlos. He, he shaved. Of course, he's a Yankee. And yeah. all his family's there. But like yeah. you experienced, you lived this. Yeah. Like, OK, so you walk into the room at 10.09. Right? Is that what I did? I, yeah. Did I was. Bring, I mean, I, was, I mean, 
All right. <laughs> you walk into the room. At it's 10 09. You're nine minutes late. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's Yankee world, baby. You, yeah. Nine minutes late. So I walked what in time, at 10 09. Sorry. What time is your alarm set in the morning? I, man, what an odd. So I woke up at 8 15, I think. Okay. I woke up at 8 15, and uh, Ashley, being the mom she is, is just already is sitting on the couch with Willow curling her hair and I'm like oh, good morning and they've been up for probably an hour um yeah they're, she's curling her hair and Bo's just running around somehow I sleep through all that but or no maybe Bo was asleep but it doesn't matter anyways I jump in the shower get my stuff going she's like hey we're gonna be late and sure enough we were late she wasn't wrong I was like ah it's fine we'll be there when we get there but I would that's how that's that kind of started it is an event that you could be late for yeah, I mean, like I guess that kind of that's kind of standoffish, right? Like you're stuck up, but I, I wasn't no, trying to be late. Um, at the same time, like they're not going to start without you. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. You, you didn't have that advantage, right? Like it wasn't going to be about you there, and yeah, so, but I didn't want to do that. Sorry, Yankees media, nine minutes. My bad. <laughs> Won't happen I'm sure, again. I'm sure they've dealt with worse. I'm sure. Yeah, judge was, was judge was twelve minutes late. So okay, so I good. did. Well, I mean, he kind of can do that, being the <laughs> captain. <laughs> as long as I was like not as late as him, I'm good with it. In three yeah, minutes, it, I'll take that gap. Carlos hit zero homers last year, so he yeah, had I way less have, wiggle room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Judge could have been 63 minutes late, so <laughs> that's fine. 62. Um, <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's more so than Carlos. He's more than me. All right. So he, you, you show up. You come to the stadium. And the first thing that I noticed, so I was in the room. The first thing that I noticed was your daughter, Willow, was yes. rocking one of the most spectacular outfits I have ever seen. Willow is how old, Carlos? Four? Three. Three years Three. old. Yeah. And she had a custom-made Yankees pinstripe dress with her name on it. Yeah. How did that come together so quickly? Listen, listen. The women in, in, in baseball, they they can find the attire quickly um it's called <laughs> shout out tiny turnip that's uh that's what our that's what the company they they pretty much just made ki kids clothes tailored to mlb or i i'm pretty sure they do anything but they seem to have like the mlb licensing for it and they can customize with names daddy whatever you want you know mm -hmm. player's last name they do it's endless it's endless <laughs> they crushed it Oh, I have so I I should have brought the I should have just left a rack of tiny turnip right here, just like my kids, my kids' clothes. Yeah, today's episode were, is brought out, to you by yeah, tiny, tiny turnip. turnip. Out outclassing you. I mean, Bo looked great too. Yeah. Now yeah. this is some. This is a very common yeah. kind of uh, experience, maybe challenge for athletes with small children signing big contracts on television. Is that you want your family to be there yeah. and the kids to be in the room, but like, how much confidence did you have as you as you sat down that Bo and Willow were gonna make it through zero. that whole? <laughs> okay, zero. I had I I was like, okay, Bo has no shot, like negative chance. Anyway, we're setting him up for failure because first off, you pry him from his mother's arms and take him to, into the room before, and he's like. And then within four, I mean, Jake, you were there. Within twenty seconds, he's screaming like. Mama. yeah and he so didn't even make it no i you to try get in the room down. no no i told i knew that was gonna happen i was like this is a bad idea we should yeah. walk in with them but all right and he was just freaking out so he went running and whatever and her dad <laughs> took him and we sat down when, and willow's sitting in front of us and i'm like this is a bad this is this is just bad you're setting him up for for failure right now and sure enough like within four minutes she had to leave <laughs> I thought all things considered, Willow did a pretty good job. Yeah, she's she, she Willow's a good child. Like she's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, but Bo's a boy, as you know. It's he's a menace. Oh man, <laughs> you should see him on like planes. That? Were you like that as a kid? I don't know. I, I not that I know of. I, apparently, at like three, I kind of got a little crazy. But I mean, he's not even two yet. He's got he's making his presence his presence known and then with the pictures oh, yeah. after, you know, he's he's an entertainer. He's a hundred percent entertainer. He wants like everyone to look at him and like, look what I'm doing. Aha, it's funny. Well that's kind of a But guess what? It it works. Cute kids oh, yeah, is like the 100%. fastest way to a fan base's heart. 
I mean, yeah. you haven't thrown a damn pitch, and the Yankees fans are like, this is the greatest family, the cutest family <laughs> you've ever seen. So <laughs> congratulations to Bo and Willow for, for like carrying the load there. I hope they I hope they boo my kids too, which is fine. <laughs> it's, it, it's part of it. Well, if, if your kids don't pitch well, they'll boo you. That's just kind of the pact. It's just how it goes. That's how it works. <laughs> right. Yesterday was the most media I'm sure you've ever done in one day, at least since the day you got drafted. Yeah. And you are our friend and like we talk to you all the time and we know that like you will talk. But in that type of scenario, most people, it's pretty overwhelming like to stand up there and you walked up there and you said, I'm not a man of many words, which is true. And like you handled it totally fine and A plus to you. But <laughs> the experience of standing in front of those cameras with all these people, like, oh, what yeah. was that like for you? Yeah, you sit there and, and um, Levine has his flashcards. He's 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 got everything prepared, and he did it. He did a great job, obviously. Um, and he's introducing fire. Oh yeah, fire. Yeah, they're introducing like everyone to his left and all these things. And it's like you have a keynote speaker, then you have another speaker. It's just like this is. I'm like, what is this? This is so formal. Which I mean, I understand, right? Like, this is like really formal. And then Boone Boone finally introduces introduces me, and in the moment I'm like sitting at the thing, I'm like I'm not like there's I'm not nervous at all. Like I have no I'm sitting there, I'm not even going over what I'm gonna say. Like I have no idea what I'm gonna say, but I was like, all right, whatever. It'll hit me when I get up there. And then I I walk around, I get in front of the podium, and I stand there, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm like <laughs> whoa, okay. I was like, it, it just like, it like changed. Like my my perspective changed it's, so fast. I'm like, holy crap! There's like nine, ten cameras staring at me right now, and I didn't write anything down. So here right. we go. Well, it's so <laughs> funny, right? Because like, like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you you pitch in front of that many way more people than that all the time, right? Yeah, but like oh, yeah. you're very comfortable pitching in front of a large crowd. Yeah, it's but just talking in front of like 40 people is like a total. I mean, I was, I was, yeah, I, I was, there was like some nerves in my voice because I was like, oh crap, like I didn't prepare anything. I didn't know if I had to, but right. I was like, okay, I'm just going to say thank you to a few people and um, that's about it. Like, it's not yeah. going to be anything crazy. I'm not Aaron Judge. Like, you know, it's an honor to be named captain, which was like, he, he did. It was, it was, it was awesome to listen to what Aaron had to say. Like, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, much deserved. You should I have think... said that. You should have gone up there and just been like, it's an honor to be named the 17th captain of the New York Yankees. I got a phone <laughs> call from Aaron last night. He he was honored, but he's going to pass it off. To he you. was just so excited. Matt Blake was just so amped that he just override, you know, override yeah. the, the, the They're judge like, captain. You know what? <laughs> They've never done a pitcher. Probably not. <laughs> We're or this is the, the changing of the tide. So we're gonna this do is it now. the one. Don't tell. So don't tell Garrett. Don't yeah. tell Garrett. I want to ask uh, you about Judge. I want to ask you about Judge. So like, yeah. you're both of you being on the Yankees now, like together, it's intertwined in some way. And like your experience of doing the press conference the day after him, oh. right, is kind of wild. Yeah. So let's just your experience of joining the Yankees, of agreeing to sign with the Yankees, right? How much of that was contingent on Judge coming back? Um, I mean, it 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 had a lot. I feel like it had yeah. a lot to do with it, right? So, I I think it shows that New York is really committed to, or the Yankees are really committed to to winning. Like they they truly want. I mean, that's a lot. That's a that's a freaking truckload of money they just gave to a guy, which is much deserved, right? AL MVP. Right. All, you know, our generation's home, our, you know, our, yeah, our generation's home run king. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it's to be expected. And that's what I, ex- I mean, I expect the New York Yankees to, to pay their homegrown, you know, star, like pretty much the face of baseball or one of the faces of baseball between Otani and Trout. And obviously, we all know Aaron Judge. Right. Um, and Danny and- Mendick. Yeah. Yeah, and Danny yeah. Mendick as as right. well, which is a good friend of mine. So don't don't make yeah. fun of him like that. I wasn't. I was just I'll take offense to that. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, Danny. Shout out so, Danny, uh, New York Met. Shout out um, Danny. There you go, New York. You guys get no, lunch but I, I, yeah, it, it had it. Yeah, it, it had an impact on me coming coming to play for the New York Yankees mm-hmm. for sure. And and Cashman, right? I mean, both Cashman and Hal had talked about before they signed Judge. It's just like, yes, Judge is number one priority, but like. Part of it is we need to show him too. Like we're not messing around. We got to get better yeah. than last year. 
And sure. it seems like this was another theme of the presser, which I thought was interesting. We had sort of heard reports about that, is that they've wanted you to be a Yankee for a while. Yeah, um, I mean, that's kind of what I got from from and, uh, I, a while ago. I heard that. So. Yeah, and you know they were but, certainly never drafting high enough to consider taking yeah. you uh, back in 2014 because you know they were winning a bunch of games and whatnot. Um, but but no, it's it's I I feel like that has to also feel good that that this is a team that has clearly been wanting to try, try to trade for you and then and then yeah. you know, it finally works out this year. Yeah, it sounded. It seems like they wanted to. They tried to make a move for me last year. Um, it it didn't work out at the deadline, uh, as you guys know. There's there's so many moving parts, and we're not in the. In I wish we could be a fly. Like I would love to be a fly on the wall. You know, the conversation between Farhan and Cashman, or you know, whatever the millions of conversations that go yeah. through the deadline. Like, who knows what what's said and what could happen? Like, right. I'm sure Otani's name is thrown around a million times, or <laughs> is super close to getting traded in the last two years, or whatever. Even Trout. Which would be cool to be like, you know, just like be able to listen into that conversation. But mm-hmm. um, that's the that's the baseball fan of me, and obviously the baseball fan in you guys. But um, it seems the Giants, yeah, I, the Giants were ahead. like, "Yo, we'll do Carlos for Judge." Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want uh, we want Garrett. We want. They're like, what you want to take like, on? How much do you like Carlos? Let's find out. Let's let's really. <laughs> we see want here. Garrett, and we want you to take half the contract as well. Uh, <laughs> we're like, what? What? what asking for a lot yeah so All that's probably right. I why they don't you, like you you ended up yeah, staying uh in no, san francisco uh, at the no. but but i feel like that also is 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 cool that it's like i mean listen free agency is as you clearly experienced for the first time and, and you talked about this how it's much different than last year yeah. not just because of the lockout but because you were coming off of a great season but not one that was like fully healthy fully convincing fully in the same way yeah. that this past year was um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to put together, you know, a full season of 31 starts. Um, it kind of you know, solidified that I can, I can take the load of a season, right. and I think it opened up a lot of eyes and a lot of, you know, a lot of front office eyes, and they're they were interested. When and it, and it was yeah, it was it was vastly yeah. different than the year before the interest, for sure. Clearly, a lot more <laughs> the year yeah. before. Yeah. I mean, the year before the narrative was like. Oh, but can he do it again? Yeah. Right? And then you did. And so (laughs) you were paid accordingly. The last moment I want to ask you about from yesterday that cracked me up. So after you do the press conference on the dais, which is a word you only hear. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Continue. (laughs) It's a word you only hear during press conferences. The dais. Like, it's a podium. Okay? It's a stage. (laughs) It's a whatever. It's a Bema, Jordan. Um, After that, they do like breakout sessions where... It's like Boone in a room with Cashman and yeah. the print media and Carlos does like MLB Network and it just yeah. all goes around. And it ends up, what, what ends up happening is Boris was there yesterday and Boris was basically <laughs> on like Korea duty. And so all of the national media, right, went to Boris and not a single question about our Carlos Rodon was asked to Boris in a 30 minute presser. But we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, You go into the room with the New York media. And you're asked some question about like who you rooted for growing up and like what teams you liked. And you referenced the 2004 Red Sox. Oh, I and- know. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Oops. Undo, and- undo, backspace, backspace, backspace. Yeah, I, was like, oh, I was like, hold on, hold on. How do I maneuver this? How do I maneuver you're like, this? Control Z, control Z. <laughs> hold on, guys. Let's start over. Can we start over? <laughs> that was run awesome. Back, run it back, run it back. <laughs> You're like so you part. so you were a Red Sox fan? I was like, no, 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 <laughs> So someone was like, so you're saying you rooted for the Red Sox in 04. Those are the exact words. And, and, you, and the I way said, you handled it was great. I was like, wait, hold on. I was like, any guy my age, the same age, was 12 years old in 2004. Everybody loves an underdog. We all know the Red Sox hadn't run in 100 and something years. Yeah. Who wasn't? Yeah, like pulling for the Red Sox a little bit. But you were like, uh, you said, "Dude, I'm I was a kid," and then yeah. you laughed, and you were like, "We're gonna do this already? Come on!" Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like you and I are gonna have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, was like, funny I, too. I went to Carolina. I was like, "What?" It was like, I was oh. like, you know, we really are gonna have a problem. Yeah. Well, it was funny uh. too because when when you finish your uh, very eloquent prepared remarks at the dais. And you got a, yes, you only got a fair. few questions, and you were like, "Oh, that was easy." I was like, 
my guy, you're in for another hour of this. Like, this is not <laughs> over. You are not out of the woods yet. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I knew it wasn't over. But of course, of course. the it funniest was... thing about the dais when he's, he kept saying the dais. And I'm like, all right, hold on, man. I need my dictionaries. I don't even know what a dais is. And then obviously now I now the answer it's been answered for me it's the damn podium it's not <laughs> why do they call it a dais? They're, they're like carlos come to the dais you're like where's that where do i go just walking around behind the screen you're like trying to like, no no no, 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 no is that a yankee thing is it like a new york uh local word the dais yeah i'll have a yeah. chopped cheese in a dais yeah so sounds okay. like a sandwich it does. It does. So I, I want to also kind of jump back because, uh, you know, a lot of the press are talking about, all right, this is any Yankees press conference or any any big city. Oh, he, is he ready for the big city? He wants to pitch in New York. OK, he can handle the, these big stages. And also a lot of the reporting leading up to this was, oh, he's a, you know, Miami native. <laughs> and he's he's, you know, he, and, and, and that starts to paint a picture for someone who doesn't know you. Miami native who's like loves to pitch in New York, wants to like. That can be true in some ways, but also as we talk to you again, as I mentioned earlier, in your ranch in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, yeah. having grown up mostly in North Carolina, like you are, a, you are a country boy. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I like the city, but yeah, yeah. I, I would. Where I live, people would say, "Yeah, you're a country person." <laughs> yeah, you don't just like, oh, I'm just gonna end up here. We'll be all right. Power from no, Indianapolis. We'll get there. You have, you have to opt in to where you. Yeah, you're opting in. You're opting into where you're at right now. Carlos is in right the, now, at least. You're in the Go undisclosed ahead. location when they do like the State of the Union and they bring like <laughs> one of the the. the yeah, you're the in the bunker right now. The what interior. we're looking at looks like a looks yeah. like a. I could be near bunker. one of those silos. I have no idea. That's yeah, where I really could be. But but just the record straight, like when when you hear the word Miami native in a baseball context, it it has a certain connotation. And I'm not saying it's better or worse or negative or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You you think of like Nick Castellanos and like Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer. For sure. And I'll say this: I I was born in Miami, but I'm not a Miami native. I grew up, like you said, I grew up. I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina. I played high school baseball in uh, in in outside of Raleigh. So right. I, I would say, if anything, I was a Raleigh native, but now I live in Indiana, Indiana, right? Because um, that's where my wife's family's from. So not a Miami native. We get to clarify <laughs> this. A lot yes. of confusion going on. Yeah, and listen, you, of course, you still have family there, right? You have, For sure, do, yeah. Do you have Cuban roots? It's not like you're you're disowning Miami. No, just, not at it's all. It's not painting the right picture of the kind of person that Carlos is. <laughs> yeah, um, we just kept Here's laughing at that all off season. Here's what I'll say, and I don't mean this in a negative way. You don't have any tattoos. <laughs> no not yet right <laughs> that's that's kind oh, of the, when, like miami native i'm like this guy is tatted he's, he's got a neck tat he's, he's got, got he's got it all who knows he's what he all. has yeah. uh but yeah you're you are the much more of the uh the, the hunting and fishing type as we for sure as we know. So outdoorsman yes, let's let's exactly. let's ask you about that now so your typical off season mm. how many days a week are you outdoors doing outdoorsman stuff either hunting it depends hunting. on the time of year yeah it depends on the time of year. Like the the beginning of November is is uh is probably the best time to be out in the woods and just enjoying enjoying the deer life. I mean, honestly, um, it's fun. Um, you're not. I mean, I'm not shooting like a hundred deer. I shoot one deer a year, and just so everyone knows. I mean, I know you guys know, but people listening in or watching, like hunting. There's a lot more to hunting than than just shooting something so at least for me and and that goes for a lot of hunters as well um so i, I don't go out there i want to disclose that i don't go out there every day and shoot a deer no i shoot one deer a year right depending cuban on the state Ram- you're not cuban rambo no 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 i watch i watch a lot of animals which is a lot of fun um so okay so there you go so what you're you're into what because as, as you mentioned like you are living on a on a pretty large plot of land where you can you can see some stuff right yeah you're yeah. not necessarily out there just always no. yeah you're always gonna rifle, see something right. you never right. know what you're gonna see which is cool now you're um, probably, but yeah the, go yeah. ahead sorry i was just gonna say you're probably out there now when it's you know negative 10 degrees but no, november no, <laughs> yeah november's great november is like their their breeding time of the year all of november but i try I, honestly i try to get done i mean it, things have changed for me um i don't spend quite as much time as i used to in the woods and you know, with kids and in the family and, um, you know, this thing called baseball. <laughs> um, 
so yeah i know it's it, it's it's kind of, it's my it's my downtime in the beginning of november and then you know things kind of get serious especially you know now there's, there's really no no time to do much at all um except just get ready for baseball ready for the season and and be dad but yeah it's negative 10 degrees today it's not exactly the the best time to go out but um yeah that's that's kind of you know my fall like this fall we we, we got a boat so we went fishing took took the cousins out in, in october it was still warm so we went out a few times and had some fun with that but yeah a lot of my stuff's just we, we stay at home and whether we hunt or eat eat dinner and you know normal normal boring country life <laughs> well that's the thing I, I you know like that's where you find your peace yeah and i that, think that's that, yeah that's what i that's where it yeah, is that, Good. that's we all find our peace in different ways i find it on a on a bike jordan yeah, i i enjoy that too jordan finds it on fan graphs <laughs> yeah he does yeah. i was gonna say too that but this is uh finding your peace will be all the more important now as you yeah. be as you become a very important pitcher for the New York Yankees. It's yeah. not, not that it was not true before, of course, with the White Sox and Giants. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I imagine it'll be a nice a nice retreat, uh, both where either during the season and after the season. Let's yeah turn the clock back if you don't Let's do mind. it. Two years ago, <clears throat> around this time, yeah, two years and like two months ago, was like bottom for you as a professional athlete, right? Yeah, the White Sox non tender you. You're a free agent. Um, you're a bust. I mean, injuries played a role in that. But at that time, like you had not become what you were expected to be. So looking back from where you're sitting now to where you were two years ago, like first walk us through that moment two years ago when you were kind of at the bottom of of kind of doubting where you were. Um, yeah, I was uh I was like, there's a closet like right over there. <laughs> It's my hunting closet. And I think it was like November. Like right around there somewhere. No, it's back this way. Um and Rick Hahn calls me and he's like, Hey, Los. I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? You know, not knowing I don't know anything and not knowing the time of year it is. And I'm like, What's going on? Are you everything good? And he's like, Oh, you know, just just calling, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna non tender you. And I was like, Oh. I was like, Okay, um, all right, that's I understand it's, and this I, I think this is what I said verbatim. I was like, it's a business decision, and I I totally understand what uh what you guys need to do. And he's like, hey, we want to bring you back. Don't don't think that we don't want you. We just you know, we it's just a better decision for us, and I we just think that this is what we need to do. And I was like, okay, totally fine. And I hung up, and I was like, shit. <laughs> like that's my first initial thoughts. Right. And then I called I called Scott, and he was like, oh wow. Because I think we talked about it prior to then. He was like, there's no way they non-tender you. And they didn't. And, and whatever. And I, I, it was actually for, for the better. So I ended up being a White Sox anyways, as you guys know. Um, signed for $3 million. Uh, n- nothing to snarl at. Anybody's going to yeah. play baseball for that kind of money. And, you know, the rest was history. But that moment gave you a bit of a kick in the pants, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. It was just one of those things like, oh, they don't, they don't want, they don't want me anymore. Not that they didn't want me. They just didn't believe in me like they once had. And that's okay. It, 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 it kind of put a lot more things into perspective and, and, uh, let me focus a lot more on, on what I needed to do. So that's good. From then to, and, and you know, a lot's been written about so much of that, of course, was injury related and, and getting yeah. fully healthy and getting prepared. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you could break down kind of like a pie chart of like what you could most attribute to your success now. You guys love between, pie oh, charts. We do love pie okay. charts. Big, big pie chart, guys. We're nerds. Jake, so- Jake you want to make one in the while I'm speaking about it or are we just going <laughs> to? I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Jake will do this. Okay. So between like getting fully healthy and, and understanding your body, uh, just straight confidence of like being a good major league pitcher. And actually, like fi- changing something about the way you were pitching, your repertoire, your delivery, and stuff like that. As far as getting from that point, that low point two years ago, to now being one of the best pitchers in the league and signing with the Yankees, what, what's that breakdown of? of I think, of that, yeah, I think change. I'll even I'll just do the timeline. I think it started. Uh, the first thing that needed to happen was like getting my body feeling the right way, mm-hmm. um, and it was just. Uh, 
coming off 2020, it was, it was one of those things like, you know, I was, I was tired. I didn't feel great. Uh, getting through that first year of Tommy John. And it was just like a crazy season to maneuver, right? Like, <laughs> yes, I, I, I look back and I think about it. Like I remember being in spring training, like everything was going good. Like I did everything I needed to do to be ready that off season. I was in there every day in, in, in yeah, 19, 19, the, yeah, going the, the winter of 19, mm-hmm. man, I, I drive to pro X almost every day. That's an hour, like an hour, hour there, hour back. And I'd go and I'd still, I'd still be able to, you know, make it back. If I want to hunt the evenings, I'd get back and hunt evenings too. But I started in, you know, I'd have the TJ, I can't remember. I was in October. I was there every day, every month, October mm-hmm. to through January. I was in, you know, I was ready. I was prepared, but then, <clears throat> and then it turned in because Tommy John, like the, the rehabilitation of Tommy John, there's certain points where you start throwing. And it's like, you know, I don't remember the marks, like six months or five months you start throwing and stuff, which I started like the light throwing before I got to spring training, mm-hmm. I think, or maybe when I first got there. And then the whole COVID thing happened, what, at the end of spring training, right? Middle, yeah. first week Middle, middle yeah. end, yeah. Middle of spring training. And everyone was sent home and I was like, screw it. I'm staying here in Arizona. And luckily, mm-hmm. like I still got to, I still got to do stuff there. I still got to, you know, work a little bit in Arizona, but eventually it just turned crazy, right? Everything locked down. And then it was like, I got to go like three days a week in the middle, you know, in May, in June. And at that time I needed to throw every day, <laughs> right. but I had nobody to throw with. Yeah. I had no, I had, didn't know what I had to do. And like, I'm, I had to go in July and they're like, Hey, can you, you know, we're going to give you the five thought can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Or why wouldn't I? I'm going to grind for the boys. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to freaking go. And sure enough, I go first game against Milwaukee in Milwaukee. I'm throwing like 86 miles an hour. <laughs> why? Because I was throwing freaking three days a week from June to July. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, when I look back at it, I'm like, this is stupid. I mean, but it, those were the cards that were dealt. So yeah. it was what yeah. it was. So, I mean, well, and it's frustrating. Cause like when you get TJ or you get any surgery, you're given steps, Right. You're given yeah, rehab steps and my steps were crazy, man. <laughs> right. And you're told <laughs> that if you accomplish these steps and you do what you're supposed to do, you will get back to where you were. Right. Yeah. But you didn't have the opportunity to do even do that. Right. No, I mean, I expected in the moment I was like, I expected more like I was throwing hard, like I knew I was throwing hard. And then sure enough, first freaking I mean, I would throw. I'd throw in like these sim games and stuff like, yeah, I, I was be able to compete, but I was throwing harder than getting outs and I'd get, you know, it was kind of like that, you know, the high pitch before. Um, but I, it was better, which was, it was reassuring. I was like, man, I could still do this. But as soon as I got in like into regular battle, it was just like, it was so much. I was trying to do so much. Like my body couldn't handle it. And I look back now and like, yeah, no shit. It's not going to work. Excuse my language. Like, yeah, you're not. Of course, you're not going to be able to stay healthy. You didn't build the volume up right. You didn't build everything up right. So the biggest thing for me was after that, like, yeah, it makes sense why I sucked. I wasn't built up right. Um, and a lot of things mechanically weren't exactly right as well. So then I, I got into that winter and I went back to Pro X. That was the winter of 2020. And, and we got back to the drawing board and I'm like, can you like fix me? you guys help me get to where I need to be. And we started scratching the surface with that. And then eventually like it got to where I, we got, got to Chicago or no, where was it? Yeah, it was Chicago. That's where I got non-tendered. I got to Chicago and you got to working back with Ethan Katz. I, I was talking to Ethan before I got non-tendered and I was like ex- really excited to work with him. Cause we started talking about a few things that I needed to work on. Right. Um, and I was working on those and then I got non-tendered and we couldn't like, <laughs> We couldn't like really talk, and then I finally signed back, and then we just like hit the ground running with it. And the fact and that you—that's where it really started. You just mentioned like 2020, you're barely built up, you're not ready, but of course you're going to try. And the 2020 season, still, we do not grasp how ridiculous it was on so many levels, yeah, how much it, was... it impacted so many players. We've been talking about the people this even still now, like how ridiculous that season was. That's still having lasting effects on players at different levels. And yet then you figure it out, you go crazy hard that off season. And in 2021, you're throwing hundred miles an hour, yeah. which is not 86 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it changed quick. I mean, a lot of things went into that, uh, 
just like a revamp in mechanics, kind of getting back to how I threw in college, but uh, obviously a little, a little twist to it. Um, and using my body efficiently when I pitch, which is just better for my body, my arm and everything, my mental state, um, yeah. to be able to repeat my delivery and know that, you know, it's pretty stress-free when I'm on the mound pitching and, and throwing a hundred pitches, you know, every start. Um, and you know, that attests for the, to a lot of people that helped me along the way, the people at pro X and, um, Obviously, Ethan Katz as well with the White Sox. We use the core velocity belt. A lot of people use that now. Um, and a lot of people don't know how to use it. And <laughs> you can use it a lot of different ways. So <laughs> get educated. If you guys, if kids out there trying to use the core velocity belt, put it on. There's Lance Wheeler who who kind of came up with it. He, he knows a lot, a lot of information, a lot of stuff that he can teach you to use it. So. Call Carlos before you use it. Don't call me. I only know how to use it for guys that throw four seamers high up in the zone. I'm not. I don't know. Very specific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing with with your mechanics though is like, what separates you as a as a, as an athlete, right? Is your huge ass and your big legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Right. Like that's like actually. Yeah. No. Like yeah. For you sure. look at Carlos on the mound. You're like that guy's got a, a really strong big lower half, and yeah. it felt like in Chicago for those first couple of years, like you weren't using that in the same way that you were in college. Um, yeah, I think that the the difference in the in the beginning of my career was like I was trying to – the game's about results, right? This game, results are over everything. Sorry I cut you off, but I, I figured I'd start talking about it. You're the guest. Go um, ahead. So some things – if anything gets in the way of the results, whether it's – who knows what it is, but we'll just say, you know, if I'm producing results and they might not be – as good as at the time it was good as Chris sale, but they're better than a lot of other guys. Why would we change anything? Like why, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's kind of, that kind of was the, the quote there, you yeah. know? And then but it was we're not going to, if it's working. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was broke and it, and it broke. <laughs> and, it broke. Um, and I didn't know. So mm-hmm. I was young. I didn't know, you know? Yeah. And putting it back together, how much credit do you give to your wife? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Thanks for bringing them. I mean, my wife held on to the held the ship together for, there for a while. Um, the Tommy John was definitely tough. Um, not being able to play for what, a year and a half, and then trying to do it super fast. But she was uh, she was always supportive. She she's she's the one that got the rehabilit- rehabilit- rehabilitation train built pretty much. Um, what goes into everything I do throughout a season and in an off season, the, the resources I need. Um, that goes all to my wife because she's the one that she's a really good planner and she just scheduled, she schedules all that. She gets everything like where it needs to be, where people need to be, you know, all the moving parts. She's kind of like the secretary, but (laughs) I can't call her the boss because then I, you know, my position goes down and you did yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, Well, she is, she is, So, but it's okay. And then she was also the one that was like, hey, we're going to go 65% fastballs this year, man. And yeah, she said, it. yeah, we're going <laughs> to dump the change up and we're going to do slider. And you can start throwing a curveball. So she's my real pitching coach. <laughs> I see. Sorry, Andrew Bailey. I, it, it my favorite actually. story, I remember like, I think I wrote about this. I talked to you about it last year was the day after you got non-tendered, you were scheduled to go on vacation to the Caribbean. And yeah, you guys were like, for that. It's yeah, a sour go. spot. You want to bring this up? Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying like, in that moment, the, yeah, I just, there's no I just, good options. Like you're either going to the Caribbean and you're having a terrible time, right? Because yeah, it just wasn't worth it for me. Right. And so you guys stayed at home and you just picked up a baseball and threw it into a net. That in sounds more barbaric than what actually happened, but I okay, was definitely, mo- I was motivated. Let's put it that way. Okay. Barbaric is a funny way to, to frame that. It does make it now I'm picturing, right? Like the, you know, the Rocky montage of like i can't like oh there's the there's the freaking cow ribs and he's going to punch him (laughs) he's like yeah he's he's mad he's he's gonna he's he's angry figure this out they go vacation for carlos it's a quick yeah it's just like me training for like a a 40 second clip and then it's black screen and then it's like me versus apollo (laughs) and we're in the ring Mm -hmm. and that's it it was just like except Uh, the you versus apollo the U versus Apollo is that pitch in spring training 2021 where you threw the fastball by Manny Machado. <laughs> and you were like, oh. Fastball, but I'm like, oh. Yeah, like, oh, I fun. figured something out here. Manny got me last year. Well, but I got yeah. him. Well, he's That's pretty. Okay. 
It's okay. He's good. He's good. It happens. Well, because again, like, I mean, I joke about the pitch mix and I know people asked you about this yesterday too, but I am interested in, in, I know you've talked about wanting to bring back the changeup, but in the fastball versus slider, because you've been known for your slider for 10 years, right? For sure. And it's still really good. But at some point in the last couple of years, you're like, actually, my fastball might be even better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Like That's got to be kind of a weird but cool feeling, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, I guess... uh... (laughs) I guess as I get older, I throw harder. Hopefully, it, it keeps going. That? But that'd be yeah. cool, right? Um, that didn't no, happen to me. <laughs> no, it didn't happen to you. <laughs> it was done. What's done is done, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's turn the clock back one last time. So, okay. With n- no offense to the uh, the White Sox or the Giants or whatever, and I know you had a good time at both of those places. But besides your incredibly bizarre postseason outings with the White yeah. Sox, wow. which were very both very weird in wow. 2020 and yeah they were odd very odd we don't have to get into either of those my you postseason experience is just super weird it's not there but the i last, don't really have that's any not th- that's not totally true though right that's the true. last normal experience you had pitching in an incredibly meaningful game as a healthy athlete was the 2013 world series college oh, yeah. right in omaha yeah. where you had yeah. two starts and your, that was your sophomore year, your uh, junior year. You guys went one and done in the ACC tournament, and it was a disappointing season. And every, I'm sure you remember that. And, yeah, I remember but, that. But what I'm interested in is like, you're the type of dude who who wants that type of moment, who loves that type of moment, who like yeah. gets fired up for that. And the idea, I'm, I'm curious to hear from you. Like, it's been so long since the best version of you had a legitimate opportunity to pitch in that type of stage. And to be at Yankee Stadium yesterday when it was cold, right? <laughs> Where like that's what it is in October. 40, was that sweet? Yeah, I mean that's you're gonna see your breath and somehow what is it? What does that stadium hold? Fifty five, fifty six thousand probably. It's, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. They're gonna freeze their butts off, but they'll be out there. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, they had the football field and the freaking goalposts in the way. <laughs> And we have Minnesota versus Syracuse. No no. offense to either school, but right. So you couldn't take any pictures because it was a football field. (laughs) The Jake's laughing. Oh no! Minnesota versus Syracuse. What do you got on that, Jake? Uh, what's the line on that? I I don't know. I don't care. I wouldn't even bet on it. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. I I don't even bet. But if I was a better, I'd be like, no. I don't want to watch that game. No offense. You didn't get to to take pictures like on the field because it was a football field. No, I mean they did, but they had like the tarp. They were putting the turf and all the stuff out. They had the, yeah, it was bathroom. That's goofy. It was raining. It, it, you know, it was it. But needless to say, very very cool experience. Um, it's a lot funner to pitch on that mound instead of stand there and look at the two goalposts in your face. But (laughs) also, um, how about that? How about that home locker room? I didn't even there. It was changed into freaking football. Oh, oh so you haven't I didn't even, even get to go down there. I didn't even get yet. to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is. Oh, it's fine. I, I'm gonna have 81. <laughs> sorry, yes. I'm gonna have like 400 and something <laughs> games there. Yeah, it's you. You will have plenty of time in that locker room. But it is yeah. funny that you didn't really get the full experience. But to Jake's point, like, yeah, like that is the thing. And, and sure, you know, 29 other fan bases can roll their eyes, but. The Yankees and I guess the Dodgers have gotten to that point, but it's really only them over the last. The, do- years the Dodgers, they they have nice. It's nice, but it's old. It, no, no, I need I'm to not, redo it. Oh no, I well, you're right about the clubhouse. I'm talking about basically guaranteed you're going to be in the postseason. <laughs> That's, oh, like basically, yes. It's, in terms of like you're going somewhere where there's there it, basically almost a thousand percent chance that in September and then likely October for sure we pitch. Yeah, you're always gonna games. you're always gonna have a chance. And, you know and you're is, gonna be in it. That is that's really freaking cool. That's there's just not a lot of places you can do that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, I feel like that. it's a priceless it's a priceless thing. And that that was that was one of the things where it's like I'm gonna have six years and be six years. I'm gonna have the highest chance of winning a World Series anywhere. It'd probably be with the New York Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. And that's, that's the end goal. Yeah, and like Jordan and I and other fans, like we roll our eyes sometimes at the Yankees' exceptionalism. Right? Uh, I mean, there a, is a, yeah. Yeah, but there's a part of it that's that is real, right? A lot, like, a lot of fans do that. It, of it's just you're you're the most hated. You're the evil empire. You're the best. You have 27 world championships. What like people are gonna hate? That's just how it is. There's haters. Mm-hmm. If you ain't yeah. if you don't have haters, you ain't doing well. 
Is that not <laughs> true? You gotta have haters, man. Yeah, that's you know that's you're doing well true. if you have haters. And and you're obviously clearly equipped <laughs> to do you. You it's not like you were un, unaware of that when you showed up yesterday. And so I think that, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. It 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 clearly drives you, and I think that that's uh, yeah. It it makes it fun. Yeah, exactly. And I think too. Uh, you know, thinking back to right, thinking back to those those times in Omaha. I mean, your postseason performance is also freshman year, right? Like you clearly were enjoying pitching against North For Carolina sure. too, right? I mean, these were these were huge games against huge rivals in huge situations. We got super regionals, we got in Omaha, and you were like, "Yeah, let's do it. I'm going CG in Omaha, no problem. Like, let's do it." You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little less realistic in Major League Baseball in 2023. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But hey, maybe Boone will let you throw 133 pitches. Let's maybe you can. Probably I know not. we joked yesterday about you no. know how you're you're mad. Here's, uh, your, pro- here's your problem. It'll be like Game Five, and it's like oh, we're gonna need to cut you at like 112 because uh, Game seven we need you to come in like the the seventh <laughs> exactly love that exactly. like oh my god <laughs> quick, quick takeaway from the last two days and then we'll, we'll we'll spit it forward boone is so happy right now as he Boone's should be like good. seeing his vibe so i was there at the winter meetings when it was the day that the arson judge arson, giants shit went down mm-hmm. and boone's press conference with the media i think was like four hours later Less and than he that. Was, it was like right after. Yeah, it was like right. He was clearly rattled, understandably. Like he he said he got out of the shower, checked his phone, saw Judge to the Giants, called Cashman. Cashman called Judge's agent, said it wasn't true. They called oh Boone my back. Gosh. Everything was chill. But Boone, like at that press conference, you could tell in his eyes, like he was worried. He's like, okay, well, For if we sure. don't get Judge, then what are we gonna do? Like these last two days. That man is so happy. And I understandably because he genuinely believed that he was going to have to manage the New York Yankees in 2023 without Aaron Judge, which potentially means no Carlos Rodon, which, you know, and here he is in this reality where he's like, all right, here we go. Like it's it was so funny and so cool to see him like because it, it made him appreciate it more clearly because he didn't think it was going to happen. Right. Yeah, that's great. just crazy. That just the turn of events for Mr. Boone. He, oh, he's, he's great, it, by the way. Oh yeah, and he and and who, it's still a lot of offseason left uh, for Yankees to continue to add. So yeah, I don't thing, know what they're. Hopefully, hopefully we do something. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry, there you go. I'm a free agent. You, you got the you got yeah, the we on 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 now that the, the these contracts signed. We're we're in full we mode, which is good. Um, here's my the last thing I really really want to ask you about and it's something that we've uh, admittedly you know talked a little bit about off the air but I, I do think people will appreciate some insight here <laughs> oh, Scott gosh. Boris has been in your life for mm-hmm. a while right yeah I mean, since I was 18 since you so there you go so he has been your agent yeah. advisor attorney I love how he likes to be introduced as, attorney. A, as, as an Why attorney is he? Yeah. <laughs> he always says that he, apparently he's very particular about I, I am a sports attorney not a or a baseball attorney not an agent which is hilarious but so you know Scott uh, as I mean look he has a lot of very high profile clients but for you seen him and, and kind of grown up with him in this game just give us a sense of like what he's actually like, because I think he and he has become so much more famous over the course of your career. <laughs> I, I know right? he has. Hasn't and, he? and especially these last last, you know, four or five off seasons. So just give us some insight into like what he's actually like when he's Scott not Boris. talking to, to cameras and, and whatnot. Scott Boris. Um, <laughs> how do I explain Scott? Uh, <laughs> I've had dinner with Scott a lot of times, right? Um and it's always it's it's good it's it's never you know at a at a younger age a lot uh, my first conversation with scott and this is some insight my first com- conversation with scott we were in raleigh and it was me my parents and elliot avent sitting next to me and scott yeah. scott was sitting next to me here and i forgot who else um i don't know but i just remember he looked at me and he's like hey one thing I want to talk to you about, and I was like, oh, here we go. I'm 18 or, 18 or 19 year old kid. I'm like, okay. He's because this was like me trying to make a decision of who I wanted to represent me or an advisor, right? Mm-hmm. At the time, you you can't call him your agent, you call him your advisor. Right. So, but knowing that I had someone, um, I was trying to make that decision. And he said, I think you should stop hitting. And I was, and you know, yeah, I was 19 and, Horrid head and I looked at him and I said, I'm probably not gonna stop hitting. 
<laughs> I just remember telling him, I'm like, I, I was like mad. I, I was mad in the moment. I was yeah, like, what is this who, guy? Who the mean? hell is this guy? And yeah. why is he telling me to not to hit anymore? I really enjoy it. I'm a kid. Like, you know, I look back, I'm like, I was a kid. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to, to win. Um, and he's just like, well, we, we just need to, we need to, you know, manage what you do with your hitting because, you know, your pitching's obviously what's going to get you where you're at to, to where you want to be. And I was, I looked at him and I was like, first of all, we, I didn't say anything, but in my head, I'm like, there's no we yet. I don't know what you're talking about. And Elliot, I remember Elliot sitting there and he's just like, what the fuck? He's like, I can't believe this kid is saying this to him. But I think Scott kind of got an understanding of who I was, I guess, or my personality was. But, and after all that, I was just like, you know what, Scott, I do want you to rep- be my representation, but I'm still going to hit. And that was like our first conversation. He was like, okay, okay. But you know, there's, there a lot of conversations. Sometimes there's like guidance. Um, but you know, it's just like chit chat, you know, I asked him now it's like, I ask him, I ask him like about, you know, what's going on? What's the free agency? Like, you know, all that stupid stuff. You know, Cause I'm a, I'm a fan too, but yeah, he can right. only, he can only say so much. He's not going to disclose anything. Right. Sure. It's funny, right? Because every fan wants to pick up the phone, call Scott Boris and say, what the fuck happened with Korea? But like, yeah, well, like, yeah. you know, he, he's was... probably not telling anybody, including you, but you can actually ask him that question. Now, what struck me about that story you just told, Carlos, is like that day where you met him, mm-hmm. Boris could envision yesterday, the day you had yesterday, where you were For sitting sure. up there clean shaven with children. Probably being, being handed that's probably what he was looking for. <laughs> right. You think that's what he does? Like, he's like, what is this going to look like? In yeah, but years? he's usually right. Because he yeah. saw it before you saw it, dude. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, I mean, he clearly knew. Um, but yeah, I, it's cool. I, I do like, unlike most people think, uh, especially in this, you know, uh, <clears throat> in this industry, they think that you don't talk to Scott Boris or have conversations or like he doesn't, you know, speak to his players, which is totally false. Because I've had, obviously in the last few weeks I've had various amount of phone calls with Scott, but even when I wasn't going through free agency or anything and yeah, there's, there's phone calls there. There's, we we talk, you actually talk to him. I remember at one point during your free agency, you texted us like, I I can't get a hold of Scott. And Jordan and I were like, He's at the Nimmo presser, dude. Like, I know. Yeah. Well, that's he's, he's on he's the day. You guys sent you sent the, him the video. You're, it's him with Nimmo next to him. Yeah. It's and like, hey, talk- maybe this I'm is like, why he's not answering. Oh, and then he, he was at the Red Sox one at with Yoshida. Uh, what's his name? Yoshida. Yeah, he was at Yoshida four hours later. But that's but that also kind of goes to like he <laughs> is he's showing up, right? I mean, he's he's yeah, all I mean, over he's the there. place. He's there. I mean, that's his thing though. Like he loves that. I know. He I understand. It. It's this thing. Man. It's like his Super Bowl, right? Like he's like <laughs> he's sitting there. He's like, I got it done, and you know that's his trophy, and I, it makes sense. It make you know I understand. Yeah, get it. Yeah, he's he's, he's one so of a kind, man. He's one so of a kind. One of a kind. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. I have two more things I want to ask you, and then we'll let you go. Number one, New York City. So uh, whether or not you end up living in New York City uh, remains to be seen. I'm not going <sighs> to yeah. divulge your exact address, but you know I am. An, I've lived in New York City now for five years, and I just want to open the floor up to you, Carlos. Like, do you have any questions about living in the busiest city in the world? Like, is there anything you're concerned about? Anything you need to know? I mean, we live in very different tax brackets, but you know, I still think I can yeah. help and of service to you. I heard uh, Upper East Side. That's not where I live, but that is a neighborhood. Yeah. This that is. Where do you live? I live in Harlem. Disclose. I live in Harlem. Oh, Harlem. Yeah, I live in Harlem. I can walk. Harlem, to Harlem's Harlem's up and coming though. Yeah, you come by, man. You, He's right there. He's a short dinner. short walk from Yankee Stadium. So there you, you go. ever have a late night game and you don't feel how like far are you from the crash? Apollo Theater? About a six minute walk. Yeah. Yeah. Do you nice. have any New York questions? Any Anything you need to know? No. All right. I'm not a tourist. <laughs> I'm asking native. for directions. The native now. Can we get? Can How say, do I get to? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos is on the Ford train. Excuse me, where's Yankee Stadium? How do I get to Yankee Stadium? I can't wait for you to actually hear the Bing Bong. Then just go, the ah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
You that's can't good. wait for the first New Yorker to tell you to fuck off. Oh, that's when they really, <laughs> oh, my. They really welcomed you. Um, I, you know, it'll happen and I'll stop and I'll be like, hold on, let me get my phone out. Can you do that again? I'm going to yeah, film hold on. it. I just want to like make it clear that I am in New York now. And you it was told me? me this. You told me to do it? <laughs> okay. Uh, last, last thing. Last yes. thing. Yes. So our relationship with you, our friendship with you was the, the origin of that is, is really the perfect sitter that you achieved, I believe, your junior year. That's a true that, story. That is a true story, and, and we're going to ask you to tell it. Carlos, what is a perfect sitter? Oh, man. Uh, so, nine-inning game, for those of you wondering if you guys want other rules and regulations. Uh, <laughs> nine-inning game, <clears throat> one spot, no moving at any time. No standing, now- no nothing. You're sitting the whole time. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you're in one spot. You're sitting the whole time. You can't get water. You can't go pee. Nope. You can't do nothing. There's you can't nothing. stand up to high five your teammates. No, not, you're in no. the one spot. Okay, so you achieved this. You have to pick it. Listen, this is strategic because right. guys are scoring runs. Things are happening. You have mm. to be and be near a spot mm. where the guys that score runs they they walk in, so you can just high five without moving. But, Exactly. And at NC State, we had a bench there and with the railing, and I'd always sit there anyways, and I'd sit there in the corner, and I could just stick out my hand, man. <laughs> so have you uh, attempted one of these since you've no, been in Pro Bowl? No chance. So I mean, why, I what have, is there's different? a better – I mean, I have a better chance of doing it now Ooh. than I did because I, you know, like I could have, like, been into pinch hit, but somehow <laughs> – that day, oh, I see, I see, I see what yeah. you're saying. So, yeah. so, but what? So now, do we think this is possible to to pull off as a as a New York Yankee? Because we've thought about know, it, like man. the perfect sitter has 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 sat with us since you told us about it. I know Jake attempted it in college uh, several times. I think successfully at least once. Um, so you've inspired uh, certainly a generation of just at least it's a real Jake thing, Jordan. So do you? But do you think it's possible in pro ball? And if so. Why or why not? Well, I mean, it, it's one of those things again. Like, it's going to be really hard because you have to be strategic of where you sit. And as we know, the manager sits closest or stands closest mm. to where the the batsmen and the runners when they come into the dugout. <laughs> Boone's a big stand. He I'm stands sorry. though. I'm sorry, did you just say batsman? <laughs> yeah, what is this? 1908. <laughs> <laughs> the batsman the batsman aaron judge yeah. one of the greatest batsmen in the league the, right now the way yeah. you could pull this off is to be edwin diaz and pitch mm. like three days in a row i had i mean it's day. easy for me i just mm. have to pick a spot somewhere where i can but it's not comfortable <laughs> dude it's not the that like dugouts big league dugouts are not like you can't no, sit on the great. wooden bench for Oof. the whole time whereas if you're in the pen, i mean it is what it is if you're in the pen, it's padded, right? It's uh, the starter's the only one that's gonna be able to do it. Then yeah. they're never gonna ask me to pinch run. So <laughs> that's, that's true. So there you go. Well, there's your challenge. Uh, we would love to see if you can pull this off, especially because Boone. You mentioned the manager. He he's a stander. He he's he's kind of he's up a there. stander. Yes. So he should. You, there should be some real estate to sit down, sort of close to the steps. Yeah, but you don't want to be too close because then you're like a brown noser, you know? You're like, oh, this guy freaking <laughs> and you're, you're right asking, next to the coaches. Yeah, he's the new guy. Call pitches. Yeah, he's the new guy just freaking up someone's butt, you know? He's kissing ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I'm right. walking here. Well, we're forget about it. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna we're officially challenging you to do to perform perfect sitters in New York Yankee. Hopefully, you can pull it off. Um, you have many, many, you have many opportunities to do so. Um, so hopefully you can do it, but, uh, Carlos, anything you want to plug, uh, where can people find your work? My work? Yeah. Where can people find you? Yeah. Where can, you know, if they want to see I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Where, where can they watch you kind of do your thing? Uh, yes. Network. (laughs) (laughs) Every fifth day. They already have a ton of money, but yeah, if you guys want to watch me, yes. Network. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right now they know where to find you're not going to be able to find me <laughs> um Pro- also Maps, also also probably often satellite often on espn i would imagine uh now that you're on the yankees yeah. you'll be on national television uh, i i do have social media i don't use it that much but um instagram twitter you can find Carlos uh, uh, on yes network or in the woods somewhere <laughs> in indiana yeah. 
Carlos, thank you for joining us. And above all, uh, congratulations, because, uh, you know, without the risk of getting too sappy, it is legitimately really cool to see, which like to, for me to be there yesterday was really freaking cool. Like just to see you That's up there awesome. as an adult, like wearing this, I'm a real boy costume with the suit. I'm a real boy. <laughs> you know? I'm a and real boy. Awesome. And, and yet uh, you look you. exactly the same. As when we first it is you. it's weird it's full circle you're like holy crap wait you're you're 19 again right and seriously I that's was how like, i told cash when i said yeah i should have shaved a while ago so you guys thought i was like 25 i got a couple more years you know well honestly i was like it looked like you were getting drafted again that is what yeah. i felt like i was watching yeah. uh yesterday but now jake, as jake said uh yes jake and i have to go eat some matzo yes uh, right when is yeah. that april right yeah, matzah, we'll, yeah. We'll, matzah is a Passover, right? Passover. Yeah, we'll, Passover. Yeah. We'll, 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 I'm sure you can can do some. Jordan, Jordan will day. join us. We'll go. Yeah. Uh, well, I need to go get my tuna. Tuna. Carlos, you up. joke about that. that you joke about that, but I took you to. Yeah, I took. What was that place? The 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 deli. Yeah, what deli was that? Sarge's. Sarge's. Yeah, Sarge's. Great. So you could find Carlos there. There you go. There's another place. And Jake will be at Sarge's. Jake will be eating his matzah and butter. I did. I, we went on. He well, did. He did. This big freaking saltine it was a cracker. <laughs> well, this was the best part of that. It was, <laughs> it was the size of my face, dude. <laughs> it was It was on Passover, and I ate unkosher pastrami on, on matzo with mm. cheese. Mm. That's just disrespectful mm. on many levels. Unbelievable. I'm sure Carlos All right. Well, Carlos, confused. I'll catch you on the four train next week. All right. Thanks. Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, right. We'll probably Thank actually be back up, so I'll I'll text you. Thank you, All Carlos right. Rodon. Uh, good luck being a New York Yankee, and we'll Thank talk you, guys. Grazie. Sirius XM Podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.